The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Moses said, the word, the word is very near you. Let me say it again. The word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Now, Apostle Paul took the same passage of Moses speaking to the children of Israel and he used it to talk about the righteousness of faith in Jesus Christ. So the children of Israel, they knew that if they obeyed God, they would be blessed. And if they disobeyed God, they would be cursed. And if they disobeyed God and repented, God says, I'll still bless you and I'll prosper you. But I'm giving you this commandment. But you're not to say who will go up into heaven and bring it down for us that we may do it. Who will cross beyond the sea to bring it to us that we might hear it and do it? God says, no, no, it's in your mouth. If you're going to keep my commandments, then speak my commandments. If you're going to keep my statutes and my ways, if you're going to be obedient to me, then speak that, that obedience. Then the apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10, speaking about the righteousness of faith in Jesus Christ. Paul answered, he raised the question, what saith it? What saith it? He says, the word is nigh in your mouth and in your heart. The word is near you. And that is the word of faith which we preach. What is the word of faith? That if you shall confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the word of faith. This is the word we preach. This is the same principle that we need to understand to speak to this mountain. This is the same principle we need to understand not only to activate our salvation, but to activate even the gifts of God in our lives. If you can't say it, you will not be experiencing it. You will never move in the gifts of the Spirit if you don't speak it. What saith it? Nobody's going to send up into heaven and bring Jesus down. He's already come down. And he died for us. Then if he died, nobody's going to send to the abyss and bring him up. Because God has raised him again. So where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Paul says that word is nigh. It's near your heart and it's in your mouth. It's the word of faith which we preach. So what was Paul saying? Paul was saying with words, we confess salvation, healing, and deliverance. By the way, beloved, the word salvation in the New Testament is the word soteria, 
And that word means not only salvation, but it also means healing and deliverance, wholeness, and preservation. So Paul says, with words we confess salvation, healing, and deliverance. And when we confess any aspect of salvation, and salvation has multiple aspects, but when you confess any aspect of salvation, all you're doing, beloved, you are confirming a heartfelt conviction of truth. You will never experience healing if you can't speak healing. You got to speak to this mountain of sickness. You'll never experience deliverance and freedom if you can't speak to that mountain of bondage. You'll never experience salvation and eternal life if you can't speak that you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and Jesus died from you. And that same Jesus God raised from the dead. You'll never have salvation if you can't speak it. So there's three things that words do for us. Three things that words do to us and for us. The first thing words do, they locate you. If you want to know where somebody is, just talk to them. Have a conversation with them. People will tell you a lot of things about themselves, even when they're trying to be secretive. Words will locate you. Words will define you. And don't say you really didn't mean what you said because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth spoke. When somebody tell you who they are with the words of their mouth, you need to believe them. Even though they said that, they'll say, well, I really didn't, I'm really not like that, or I really didn't mean that. No, no, no. Words will locate you. Words will locate you that you're standing in faith, or you're still operating in doubt, fear, and unbelief. Your words will locate you, and your words will reveal that about you. Another thing words do, words will, will fix the boundaries, the landmarks of our lives. Did you know that? Many people have imposed upon themselves self-limitations. Many people have placed themselves in a box, in a narrow place in life. Not because God put you there. Not because society put you there. Not even because some person who believed they were a member of a superior race put you there. You put yourself there because of your own words. There are many people incarcerated right now behind bars in jail or in prison, but they have more freedom than a lot of folk walking around the streets. Why? Because they refuse to be defined by the bars of a jailhouse. They refuse to be confined by incarceration. They refuse. They refuse to let those conditions fix the landmarks of their life. So many people have hit that invisible ceiling, that glass ceiling in life. Not because it's really there, but because you put it there. You fixed the boundaries. You fixed the landmarks. Living a life of limitation. Living a life 
of thinking. You always have to scrape in life. You're still scraping the beggarly elements of the world all because of your words. You prophesied the condition of your life. And now it's being fulfilled. You don't like your life? Then prophesy a new life because words have power. If you don't like what's going on in your life, you have the power within the words you speak to change your life. Here we see in the book of Genesis, we see one of the first characteristics about our Father God is that he was a creator. And how did he create? He created by speaking the word. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And we as the children of God can speak to this mountain. If you don't like the way your life is going, then begin to speak words of a new life. And then you will eventually experience a new experience. You eventually have a new experience. But words will fix the landmarks of your life. Another thing words do, they will affect your spirit. Words will affect your spirit. They can affect your spirit negatively or even, and they can affect your spirit positively. Do you know the greatest hurt in the world is not sticks and stones? You know, we're growing up, we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names and words will never hurt me. Yeah, they do hurt. Some of the greatest hurt some people have in life right now is something that a parent said to them. Your father, your mother said something that hurt you to your heart, and you're still carrying that hurt around even as an adult. That's the power of words. Words. They do it every time. They affect your spirit. But we can also speak words to affect our spirits and the spirits of others in a positive way. Don't take your words to tear people down. Take your words to build people up. Don't take your word to cast doubt and fear. Take your words and spread faith. Wouldn't it be wonderful if faith would spread like this virus is spreading? Wouldn't it be wonderful? Well, that can happen, beloved. The same way a virus is transmitted from one person to another, we can transmit positivity by speaking words of faith, speaking words of edification, and not words of destruction. Hmm? But that's what words, that's what they do to us and do for us. That's what they do. They locate us. They fix the landmarks of our life. They affect our spirit one way or the other. And if your spirit's been affected in a negative way, then you're going to take those negative words that's going to come out of your heart and affect somebody else's spirit in a negative way as well. Huh? That's the way this thing works. But Jesus said, you can say to this mountain, this mountain be thou removed. And you know what? We need to look at that mountain, not just on the outside of us. We need to look at that mountain on the inside of us. We need to speak to that mountain and say, I am free. I am delivered and set free. Glory to God. 
So Jesus said, speak. Speak to this mountain. And when we speak to this mountain, we need to hold fast. We need to hold fast to what we confess about that mountain. Hmm? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who's passed on into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Listen to what Hebrews is saying to us. We have a great high priest, not just a high priest, but a great high priest, and he all, he's already passed unto the heavens. He is Jesus, the Son of God. And because Jesus Christ is our high priest, we are to hold fast our confession. Why? Because as a high priest, he's a mediator between us and God. And the things we confess, we have to believe that our mediator, our great high priest, our great mediator, he's taken the words of faith that we speak and he's going to the Father to say, Father, confirm these words. Make these words a reality in their life. So we need to hold fast to the confession. It doesn't do any good to have a positive confession one day and a negative confession the next day. It doesn't do any good to speak to the mountain, be thou removed. But later on that day, you're doubting if the mountain's ever going to go anywhere. You're doubting if that mountain's ever going to be removed and be cast into the sea. No, no, no. We have to keep our confession. Hold to that confession. We hold to that confession by saying the same thing. We got to say what God is saying. What is God saying? What is God saying about your problem, your challenge? What is God saying about the difficult situation you experienced in your life? What is God saying? You find out what God is saying, and then you speak to this mountain. Huh? Speak to this mountain. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. We have another reminder there of Jesus not only being our high priest, but our apostle. Huh? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly call, that's us. We have a call from heaven, a call to be victorious, a call to stand, a call to have faith, a call never to give up. Even in the face of this mountain, we have a heavenly call. So the writer of Hebrews says, wherefore my brethren, that includes the sisters too, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider, consider this, consider the apostle, and the high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Consider him. Don't give up. Don't give out. Consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession. So not only do we have a high priest over the words we confess, we have an apostle. And apostles are sent one. And the Lord God will send Jesus to your situation. And Jesus as the apostle will take the words you speak, 
Then as a faithful high priest, he offers those words before the Father in heaven. And how could you lose when Jesus, as the apostle and the high priest, and our heavenly Father, who's given us a heavenly call, how can we lose if God's on our side? How can we lose when Jesus is on our side? How can we lose? He is the apostle and the high priest of our, our confession. So let us hold to our confession and let us be faithful. Let us be faithful in all things like Jesus was. Even as Moses was faithful in all of his house, Hebrews says, we need to understand Jesus is more faithful than Moses was faithful in his own house and Moses was very faithful. Glory to God. Paul also told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. So when you speak to this mountain, I want you to know it's on. It's a fight. It's not a physical fight. It's not a fight where we use weapons, carnal weapons of warfare. It's a spiritual fight. Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, I believe. Fight the good fight of faith. And he says, lay hold unto eternal life, whereunto you are called, and you have made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. People are watching you. People are watching me. They're listening to the words that come out of our mouth. And if we've spoken to that mountain, we need to continue to stand and hold fast to our confession. We need to continue to fight the good fight of faith. We need to continue to say what God has said to us concerning about this mountain. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold to your eternal salvation. Why? Because your healing is included. Your deliverance is included. God making a way for you is included. God prospering you is included. God blessing you in every way is included. So you lay hold unto eternal life. Lay hold to it. Lay hold to it. Why? We have made a good confession. And we need to continue making that confession before or in the presence of many witnesses. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the truth be told, in closing, the truth be told, you will never realize beyond what you say. Let me say it again. You will never realize beyond that which you say, and you will never have beyond your words. Many people say, I don't have anything. That's why you don't have anything. Because you will never realize beyond that what you say, and you never have beyond the very words that come out of your mouth. When I was preparing this message, I was thinking about this principle, and this is a principle of truth. I was thinking about one of my daughters, and I remember as a young girl, she would always say, with the words coming out of her mouth, that she wanted, when she grew up, her confession was, when I grow up, I want to be a financial consultant. That's all I ever heard. And she never wavered from that. I want to be a financial consultant. And you know what she's been 
Over the many years of career, you know what she is now? A financial consultant. The point I'm making it is, you will never realize beyond that which you say out of your own mouth. And you'll never have beyond the words you say. It won't happen, beloved. You're just talking loud and saying nothing. If you're not willing to speak to this mountain, you're just making an excuse. You're just trying to justify. You're trying to explain things away. Just speak to this mountain. Well, pastor, what if the mountain doesn't move? Fight the good fight of faith. Hold fast to your confession. You got an apostle and a high priest in the heavenlies that's working on your behalf. And this is why the Lord taught us to pray in the, the prayer that he taught his disciples to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But why would you pray that if you're unwilling to confess that? So you hold fast to that confession. Speak to this mountain. In closing, Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And know that your words have prophetic power. And never allow your circumstances to affect thoughts and what you think to the point that you're no longer speaking what God said. That's thinking, thinking. And then, beloved, you got to close the door. Don't open that door to doubt, to fear, to unbelief. Don't open that door. Speak to the mountain. For surely I say to you, in other words, Jesus said, you can take this to the bank. Verily I say unto you, who shall say unto this mountain, this mountain, which mountain? This mountain. Whatever your problem is, it's a mountain. Whatever your challenge is, your situation, whatever keeping you up at night, Jesus said it's a mountain. Speak to this mountain. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. Do not doubt in your heart. But believe that those things that you say shall come to pass and you shall have whatsoever you say. And don't have the mentality like the Israelites in the congregation of Moses of old to say, well, who will go up into heaven and bring down my blessing to bring down my salvation, my healing and deliverance? Who will go up in heaven and bring it down for me? Who will go beyond the sea and bring it down for me? Jesus says, no, no, no. The word is near in your mouth and in your heart. You'll have what you say. So if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, you can take that same principle of activation and you can apply it to any of God's spiritual concepts and precepts that he's promised us. If you confess with your mouth your healing, you confess with your mouth your deliverance and believe in your heart that you are healed and believe in your heart that you're delivered 
If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, then you'll have it. How do you know you have it? Because with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. You believe you heal. You believe you deliver. You believe you've been set free. You believe that you have the answer. And with your mouth, with your mouth, with the words in your mouth, you speak to this mountain. And you have what you say. Father, thank you for the power of speaking your word. Thank you that we can have faith in you. We can have the faith that you give, the God kind of faith, where we can say it, refuse to doubt it, believe and receive. God, we won't get discouraged if it doesn't happen overnight. We will hold fast to our confession. We will fight the good fight of faith. We will lay hold unto eternal life. And we'll continue to make a good confession in the presence of many witnesses giving you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you that there's no mountain too, too great, no mountain too massive, and too large that cannot be removed. You can do anything. Nothing is impossible to God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just speak to this mountain. So thank you, Father, for prophetic power to speak your word. Thank you for giving us the ability and the wisdom to guard our thoughts that we're bombarded with in our minds. Help us to void those thoughts out. And help us to keep our hearts pure, filled with faith. And help us, Father God, to shut that door. Never open that door to the enemy. Help us to speak to this mountain. Whatever that mountain is in your life, speak to it. Don't be afraid. Say what God has said. If God says, I shall supply all your needs according to your riches and glory, say it. If God says, by your stripes, his stripes, you were healed, say it. If God says, you've been delivered from the authority of darkness, translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, say it. Say it. That mountain must be removed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, there it is, beloved. Be encouraged. Say what God has said. And you experience great victory and joy in your life. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And remember, Jesus said, with faith, all things are possible to him who believes. So continue to walk in love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Continue to walk in love. And, and know that your faith is released, it's activated, it's energized. Your faith works by love. So walk in love and have faith in God. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.